his insurance policy or, or been on the right training courses before he did what he did. And of course, we use the term the, the, the Good Samaritan to, to describe somebody in popular terminology, somebody who does put himself at risk, go that extra mile to help somebody who's in acute need, don't we? And that becomes the, the popular usage of the, the term Good Samaritan. It's become a sort of moral term to describe somebody who, who does something good under extreme circumstances for another person. But in actual fact, when you read the context of where Luke has put this story of, of the Good Samaritan into, into his gospel, the context of it, it actually means something quite different. Because if you think the context of the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan, is this lawyer asking him a question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this wasn't the sort of lawyer who, who checked your insurance policy type of lawyer. This was a religious lawyer who knew in detail all the books, the five books of Moses of, that constitute the law, Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Numbers, the five books of the law, and then all the interpretations that have been handed on down the centuries of those laws. So you know what? He knew all those laws and all the interpretations. Therefore, he knew the answer, because it's there in Deuteronomy chapter 6, what you must do to inherit eternal life. Keep the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and your neighbor as yourself. As a summary of the law, he knew that, and he was able to recite it when Jesus threw the question back to him, what must you do to inherit eternal life? Well, what does the law say? But then he, wanting to justify himself, being a bit of a smart, <coughs> said, then, who is my neighbor? Because obviously, as, as a strict interpreter of the law, he would be put definitions around who was my neighbor. A neighbor would have been for him somebody who, of course, was Jewish, of the same tribes as he, but also someone who would also strictly adhere to the law. Because everyone else was a sinner and he didn't have ob any obligations to sinners. So he would have had some very tight definitions around who was my neighbor. So the context of this, this story that Jesus told wasn't answering the question, should I rush off automatically and help somebody in need? That was the yes or no answer anyway. But it was about what sort of way do you live your life? Do you way live your life as on a rules-based way? What your insurance policy says, keeping within the law and the rules of things, or do you allow the grace of God to burst open all your boundaries and to let your heart live out and resound to what God requires? Because the grace of God knows no boundaries. The grace of God has no limitations. And so the parable is about challenging those assumptions that we so often have of putting the limits on what we do and on our responsibilities. It, it, it's challenging our, our tendency to say, I feel most comfortable with people like myself, nice, white, middle-aged, Christian Englishmen. That's who I like to be with. They're good people, aren't they? 
We don't mind helping someone like ourselves, do we? I mean, people say, don't they, why all this money going to developing countries? You know, charity begins at home. The NHS needs money. Why are we spending it on other people? Why, when all these homeless people are around and people can't get on the houses, why are you trying to help a Syrian refugee family to, to have a home after, no, give it to your own people first. Charity begins at home. We have this tendency, don't we, as human beings, to put the boundaries on, on what we consider to be our responsibilities, to live within the rules, maybe, and the grace of God knows no boundaries. It breaks them open for us. Who is my neighbor? We've, we've, we in this church and as friends have, have been sort of trying to support and, and live with Greg through, through his illness, through, through the, the trial, through the, the emotional, the, the psychological, the spiritual, the physical trial that, that Greg and Julie and the boys are going through. Uh, and as we know, it, it has been for, for Greg and family a, a, a time of, of enormous turmoil over these last 12 months since his diagnosis. And as, as many of us know, he's, Greg, in, in, the, in the, the, the emotional and spiritual turmoil that he's going through, has, has himself told us on, on several occasions that he's found poetry. He's been inspired in the night to to put the, the, the religious, intense religious and spiritual experience that he's, that he's been going through into poetry. And he's, he's told me that, that very soon now his book, I think in the next week or two, his, his book of poetry is going to be published. And so Greg, knowing that it was Good Samaritan Sunday, this Sunday, actually sent me one of his poems. And I want to just share the, this poem with you because... This is a poem that Greg has written in his spiritual and in his moments of spiritual insight and religious insight as he's been going through this, this journey over the last 12 months. And it's entitled Samaritan. Let me just read it because it actually, for me, says so much about, about what this parable is about. Who is my neighbor? What does it mean? The opposition? enemy, my slanderer unseen, love needed and called for, no ifs, buts and maybes, distance no object for love has no boundaries, the despised and strangers, no one excluded, compassion and love's comfort always needed, your sacrifice given, love shown to the end. Not just our families, not even just friends. Forgiveness granted, no conditions to be met. Do likewise our challenge, show mercy, no debt. Each day my new promise, my resolve under fire, your glorious example to which I aspire. The world's my oyster, but response is required, familiarity discarded, personal risk now desired, humility needed, my pride now at stake, your strength and your promise, all for love's sake. 
or because love has no boundaries. And indeed, for love's sake, we do what we do. In Jesus' name, amen.